Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we try to do here every single day. Our quote of the day, all you need is Wi-Fi and a dream. I wonder who said that. Kelsey, who said that? Oh, just our guest, Danielle. Our guest, Danielle, who? Danielle Canty, who is the co-founder and president of Boss Babe. Queen, there you go. Heel Squad, you are in for a treat today. We're going to be chatting with my friend and co-founder of Boss Babe, Danielle Canty, about building your empire, how to shift, go for your dreams, and not let fear or insecurities stop you. So we're going to get right into this today because we have a lot to chat about. And when Danielle and I get together, we don't know how to shut up. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) Danielle Canty is the co-founder and president of Boss Babes, a company she and her friend Natalie launched in 2018 and scaled from a startup to a multi-million dollar company in less than two years. Danielle has gained recognition from Forbes and Business Insider and has and has developed industry-recognized thought leadership on creating, scaling, and monetizing a brand. Um, Very excited for you guys today to um, get to hear about her journey and all the tips and advice she has for us. Danielle, welcome to our Better Together spaceship. I love it here. Thank you for having me on. It definitely feels like a spaceship in all the good ways. I feel like every time someone new comes in, I I feel the spaceship vibes for them, even though I'm in here all the time. But, you know, when you first walk in, it's kind of like, let's go to the moon. It's a welcoming spaceship. That's what I appreciate about it. Um, so I am so excited. Uh, I do know at some point, Queen, you didn't put anything on here, but please remind me to talk about our course. Oh, so at the very end of the, of the rundown. I, don't I bolded see. it oh, in a master class. That's you called that a master class. Oh, I call it a course. Sorry. I'm all confused. <laughs> okay. So we'll get to that. Um, because Danielle and uh, Natalie invited me, invited me to teach a course master class yeah. inside, um, their society 
um, what would you call it? A society? A membership. Membership. Where female entrepreneurs connect, build, and grow. There you go. So we're going to talk all about that. But first, let's talk about your journey, Danielle. So you were a chiropractor. Yeah, what a what a transition. I am like, if anyone is thinking, oh, I'm... I can't change careers. I'm too old to do something like any of that. Like it's absolute BS. I'm just going to call it out at the beginning. I have done it. It was the biggest roller coaster ride out there, but so, so worth it. And I feel like if you have it in your heart and it's something like, oh, just want to go and do this, but I haven't got the qualifications. You don't need them. You learn them along the way. <laughs> Life is your school for sure. I like that because I think that's what holds a lot of us back is we all think we can't or, but I didn't go to school for this. And well, maybe I need to go back to school and study business for four years before I go do it. But you're saying life is your school and you figure it out. 100%. And that's been my biggest learning actually on my path is the fact that I used to be, I would say I'm a a recovering perfectionist. I'm a Virgo. I'm a three (laughs) on the Enneagram. If people know what that is, I am your textbook recovering perfectionist. I used to feel like I couldn't put something out there unless it was perfect. I couldn't, you know, take the test unless it was going to be perfect and I was going to get the best grades, all these things. And it was a narrative that I bought into for the majority of my life up until about my mid twenties. And then in 2016, I was a chiropractor at the time and, you know, I'd gone and got all the grades and I was working and I was starting to build a company alongside other partners. And in 2016, my dad had this horrific skiing accident where we were on a family skiing holiday. He was going down a slope. He crashed out at 70 miles an hour. 70? 70. And that is not incorrect. Well, actually, to be precise, it was 68.9. But Whoa. Yeah, we round up to 70. We round up to yeah. 70. And he crashed out and he fractured his whole pelvis. So right from the bottom, where you like the bone that you sit on all the way up, just cracked. Wow. You know, I just read a statistic in Tony Robbins' book that the pelvis is as strong as concrete. Mm-hmm. Except when you hit it at 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Concrete too can break. Wow. <laughs> so That's yeah, intense. He had this huge accident. He was airlifted off the slopes, transferred hospitals, had major surgery, told he was not going to be able to sit up for three months. It was unlikely he was going to be able to ski again. And I'm telling you this because in this moment, that's when I realized that I was like, I don't know if I want to be a chiropractor anymore. And some people might be kind of thinking, well, how, how does that equate? But it was this feeling of life has passed me by. I'm living my life in the same place. I'm going to the same workplace. I'm going to like living my life in 15 minute appointments. And I'm only able to help one to one person at a time. And I want to do more. I want to be able to travel the world. I want to be able to work wherever I want. I want to be location independent. Mm. And for so many you, I feel like everyone's on this, it's kind of a little bit different for, I think the younger generations, but my generation was you go to school, you get asked, what do you want to be when you're older? A lawyer, a doctor, like a plumber, whatever you pull out in that magazine of jobs that exist. (laughs) YouTuber was not on there. Blogger was not on there. Wait, how old are you? Online business was on there. I'm very, I'm very young. I'm only 33. So 33. So Mm -hmm. you still had that? Yeah, for sure. Like we didn't, I went to school and I didn't I'm 43. I thought I was the last of those where you had a like... Okay. Yeah, interesting. That, that, was, that was still happening. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, like we were, and that's why I decided to be a chiropractor. It was one on the list. And I was like, okay, I'll go and do this. And for me, it was like, I ended up on this treadmill and I feel like a lot of people relate to this as you end up on this like path 
that you buy into from the movies or stories or books that you're reading or what your parents have told you. Particularly in the UK, there was a show called 2.4 Children, which is what the normal families look like, all these things. And so I just bought into that narrative, like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. However, when I stopped and I was on that treadmill on one day, I was like, where am I running to? Like, where am I going? What am I doing? Am I actually happy? That's when I started realizing, like, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sad, but I'm not thrilled I'm not excited I don't feel challenged every single day and I just started by going okay I'm gonna start looking so I also want to just share with everyone it's not like oh my god all of a sudden I just left chiropractic without any idea of what I was gonna do that actual stage was really progressive so I started in the online space found a business partner and then very gradually I think I'd been doing boss babe for two years before I left chiropractic completely but I think it's just that permission to want more to ask for more and to go after more. I think it's really, really important. Yeah. I, it's interesting that it happened to you in your dad's worst moment. I think you just, you see life is so fragile that, you yeah. know, also why would I be doing something that's not going to make me happy for the rest of my life? And that's so true. Like I was actually just reflecting on this. I think my biggest periods of growth have come from pain. And I think it's, you know, you can live your life and, you know, it can all be okay, amazing, and how great. But actually, I always really believe things happen for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you can look at things like, okay, well, this has happened. And not necessarily why has it happened, but oh, this has happened. And how do I get the best out of this situation? How do I use this these lessons to propel me forwards versus holding me back? And that's really how I've tried to live my life. And I'm like, okay, what can I, what, how can I use this to help me grow? I love that. We definitely, that, those are my words to live by. And I'm so grateful that Tony Robbins taught me that when I went to his seminar, because that's what held me through all of my tough moments. And I was joking, you know, in the last few months with, uh, with the team here, I'm like, yeah, can we just have no more growth for like a minute? <laughs> because I know that those painful moments are what lead to our growth. So whenever I'm in them, I can quickly identify that now. And I'm like, okay, this sucks, but there's a reason and I'm going to get through it and I'm going to be better on the other side. But there's been so much adversity where you're like, yeah, I can take a break from getting better and growing. Do you know what though? <laughs> I'm so glad that you've said that because I actually feel like that's really powerful because I feel like a lot of people feel like they always have to be on like the uphill struggle, the uphill struggle. Mm -hmm. But like, as someone who's super, super ambitious, I've really learned to like, I feel like there's like mountains and then there's a plateau and then there's a mountain again. And when I'm on those plateaus, I've really started to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to rest for a little minute yeah. and gather myself before the next thing. Yep. And I think that's something that a lot of people really struggle with. It's like, okay, this is the quiet time. This is the season. And um, for me, I've really started relating my life to seasons versus mm -hmm. like, the constant oh go 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 okay well this is the spring season like everything's in flow a lot of things are easy and then or the winter season it's like okay it's calmer now but this is time to rest this is time to like gather one's thoughts sort, talk about strategy like stay in the bigger picture versus the execution execution all the time mm. hey hill squad and better together fam it's been a tough year but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content and a lot of you guys ask how can i have a bigger role in our heal squad community or how can i do my part to help better together continue to uplift even more people first of all thank you for that sentiment and we're so grateful for this community if you could help us by giving us a five-star 
rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, Please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. I saw a documentary recently that um, I really freaking love sports docs because sports, I think, is just the greatest um, and, and we learn so much because with sports, there's always adversity. There's yeah. always an underdog. There's always something to come back from. And it was the story of a uh, quarterback, Kurt Warner, who was undrafted. And I mean, he was like the ultimate underdog. He get, got into the NFL years after most people do. And the coach that believed in him had been out of coaching for, I think it was a decade or something. And they had called him a has-been and a loser and like all these things. And now here are these two people, two ultimate underdogs coming together. And he's like, they're going to say the same things they said about me to you. And, um, and he said, but you know, for me, I think all of that time where I wasn't doing this prepared me for this moment and it was it was a really cool thing because there are going to be those plateaus. There are going to be those down periods. And if we can just trust that the, the universe is is putting those pauses in place or putting those moments in place for us so that we can be ready, right? Sometimes we think we're ready for all of these things and then we're not. And Kurt Warner, when he was first drafted or they gave him a tryout at his first team, I think it was the Packers, they said, all right, go out and run the play. And he's like, uh, no, I don't, I don't have the handbook. I, I'd rather do it tomorrow when I could study the handbook. They're like, you're cut. If you were ready, you would have jumped on the field. And this was like him desperate to have this chance. And now it's gone again. He had to go sell groceries or like work at a grocery store. And so now in his, you know, his post interviews after the doc and after this incredible career, he won a Super Bowl. I think it was the first year. Um, he said, I wasn't ready. And I know I've had those moments too, where the things that I had like dreamed of and wanted were right there, but I wasn't ready. And so it's, it's, it's interesting. Those pauses and those plateaus and those moments, you have to go do that work on yourself, build your resilience, whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing so that you're ready for whatever that next thing is. I love that. That's so true. And what I've noticed most often and what you're kind of flagging there is quite often the not being ready isn't about your skill set. It's actually about your mindset. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about in the society and a boss babe, like the first pillar that we cover in any course that we're creating or any lessons that we're doing is always mindset. Because it really is like Pareto's principle, like 80% is mindset, 20% is skill. Mm -hmm. And lots of people will be like, oh, that's not true. But it really is because unless you have the attitude, the ability to look at things like all the confidence or look at things and learn how you can be better or the ability to pick yourself up when you go wrong or to face the same challenge over and over again until you get it right, the skills don't even matter. 
And you don't get the skills quite often without learning, without trying it, without failing first. Like that's how you get them. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's true in so many different manners, but really it is about the mind. I feel like life's about this. It's about the mindset. And I always say, if you can't quit, if you don't quit, you can't fail. Yeah. And I say that in like business and careers and all this stuff. I don't think me and you are sat here because we failed less than other people. We're sat here probably because we fell more than other people and we've kept going and done more. We've mm-hmm. had more attempts than other people yeah. because we keep trying no matter what. Yeah. I wonder what do you think got you past perfection? The pain, honestly. I think that it became the fear of not doing it and the pain of not doing it became greater than the fear and the pain of doing it. Ooh. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so the, go ahead. It was more painful to stay exactly where I was and the fear of not doing anything more and being exactly where I was, was worse than the thought of trying the things and not actually being able to do it. Just getting out there and doing it. Yeah. I couldn't live with it. So you could actually feel and see yourself lagging behind or staying stagnant or... Or, or really getting to see that you weren't going to move forward unless you did this. Yeah, I my as a person, my one of my biggest uh, like Tony Robbins talks about these like how you like live your life, and he has six of them, and it's like clarity and significance and risk. And mine is like growth. Like I have to be learning. I really, really value learning and being better at being growth better every day. Yeah, and growth and the contribution and all of that means. And for me, the thought of like not doing that and Tony, Rob- I mean, we're quoting Tony Robbins loads on this actually. Um, but he always says like, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. And I felt that it's like, I didn't even know about Tony Robbins at this point in my life, but I felt that like, even just talking about it, my body was like, ugh. I was like so desperate to move mm-hmm. forwards with something. And the idea, like I said, of not giving it a go and living my life in this regret was just unbearable to think about. I was like, well, I'd rather, I'd rather have a go and fa- and fail. But I never really thought about failing because I honestly do think like, how can you possibly fail anything that you do if you don't give up? This is true. My favorite wrestler, Bob Backlund said, you never lose unless you quit. Yeah, exactly. So like for me, that was just like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep trying. And I am not, I do not have the most, I'm not the most talented person at all, like at all. But what I do have is like the ability to keep going when others give up. And it was really interesting on the Boss Bay podcast. I did an interview with Louise Hazel, who's an Olympic athlete. Uh, She's an Olympic athlete in the UK. And she came on the podcast and she was talking about, she was actually a heptathlete. And she was talking about what it takes to make the Olympics. And she was like, well, you know, a lot of people take themselves out there, out their own race. You start a school and you're running against hundreds, if not thousands of other women or girls at this point. You get to university and there's, the pool is smaller. You get to after university and the pool is smaller again. And it's not even as if you've taken you've ran against every single person. They've taken themselves out the race. Ooh. Life has got in the way. They're doing something different. Like all of these things. Like if you actually stay running with your eyes in your own lane, and I've noticed this in business and work and all the things I've done, I don't, people take themselves out the race. I just keep going. And then the pool just gets smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest lesson too. So I like that because I always had a ladder analogy. I was like, I'm just going to keep climbing and just keeping, you know, a good person, keep doing the right things. And then people are going to fall off by making bad choices. Like I had this visual. Um, so 
when you realized you didn't want to be a chiropractor anymore, did you know what you wanted to do? No. no so it's not like you knew you wanted to be this like badass entrepreneur, female founder. Well, you know, I knew I wanted to have my own business for sure. So this is, this is what happened. And like I said, 2016, my dad had this accident and I decided in that moment I had a choice and I decided I wanted to make things change. Now, I'm actually just, I don't know if people, people have listened to this. Um, there's this place called Hoffman yeah. and there's a theory called Hoffman. The Hoffman Institute. Yeah, exactly. And they look at different behavior types of your parents and you either rebel or you do the same behavior that they had. So my, Ooh. yeah, so my, my. You went to it? I'm going in three weeks. No way. So I'm just doing all my pre-work right now. Oh, that's hilarious. Which is why I'm kind of bringing it up. And so I think my rebellion was like, I have to change and it's within my power to change because I'd witnessed um, on my mum's side her more giving that power away. And I was like, no, I'm I'm taking my power. And if I want to change, I'm deciding to change and I'm going to make that change. Mm-hmm. So I think the first step for anyone is deciding that they want to make the change. And so I didn't know what business I was going to do. I just knew that I wanted a location independent business. So I went to Google. And I was like, okay, what are location independent businesses? And a lot of people don't know this part of my story, but before Boss Babe, I was like, okay, maybe I'll sell on Amazon. Maybe I'll do network marketing. All these things before I actually went into Boss Babe. There's there's a statistic somewhere here that Kelsey had about your company. What was it? Um, That they scaled it from. You scaled it from nothing to a multi-million dollar company in less than two years. Guys, she started by Googling what to do. I just want you to know someone who just figured it out along the way. Let me tell you something, right? Natalie and I, so basically we did over a million our first year. I was like, what on earth? <laughs> and you know what our biggest, our favorite line was? I have like copy and paste answers. Google it. Because people would ask me things in the team. I'm like, I'm just going to Google it. You might as well save us both the time and Google it yourself because yeah. I don't know. Like I'm figuring this out. And I think that is like the biggest, the biggest way to learn is like, just saying what you know and saying what you don't know and being okay with like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to find out. Mm-hmm. Natalie and I always say the biggest things, that, the lessons that we've learned have either come through the failures and like messing things up and being like, oh, we should have done this a different way. Or it's come by reading and reading books and Googling it. And that's why we decided to build the society because we were like, hang on a minute. It's actually really hard to find out a lot of this information. Like let us create a roadmap to teach people like where we were and where we're at now and all the things that we've done along those steps. Mm -hmm. Like that's how that was. It was first born out of loneliness because we felt really lonely as ambitious entrepreneurs. And then it was like, oh, the content actually need people need this content that they're having to Google and they're having to put it all together. Whereas if we just give them the roadmap, that's going to make their lives a lot easier. Yeah, you curate everything that yeah. you think and know that they would need to know. Mm-hmm. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but 
It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Um, Okay, so you Googled what specifically? Online businesses. I was like, right, I don't want to be at the same place every time. So I'm going to Google this. And that's where I was like, okay, I could sell on Amazon. I could do network marketing. And actually network marketing was the first place that I started hearing about personal development. And it was actually listening to some of the leaders there talk that I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. You know, the, I started with the secret, the power of like manifestation. And then I really, and then I went to Joe Dispenza's seminar mm-hmm. and did his six day, which talks about the quantum physics around that and just really learned like what it meant to, um, you know, be at a certain frequency and have different conversations and to live in that positive versus that negative. Um, so I started that. How much did that change you and help you? The Joe Dispenza event? I would say... I am not the same person as I, I am completely different person as I was in 2016. So you were able to continue to apply everything yeah. from his courses. Which course it, was it that you did? I did the progressive first of all, which he doesn't do very often. It's a two day event. And then I did the advance, which is a six day event. I'm doing his formula. Okay. Course online right now. Mm, is it good? It's amazing. It? Yeah. yeah. It was really powerful for me. And I had like a science background. So really understanding, like I found it a lot like very woo woo to start with. I'm like, oh, how can this actually be? But actually when you look at the the physics of it and the studies and, you know, he, he's been doing so much research around brain patterns and also even taking like the vibration in a room when people are meditating and when they're not and seeing that change and like, wow, there's so much as humans that we don't actually see and that's okay. And mm-hmm. I always think that's the beauty of it as well. Like you don't see sound. I can't see my words hitting you right now and that's okay but I know that to be true so it was just like a really interesting like expansive way for me to think like oh I don't know all the answers and be open to the fact that other other things exist Mm -hmm. but yeah that was a big change for me I would say it wasn't just like the only change it was everything like just piecing it together and little by little bit by little bit it was like my habits changed my Mm -hmm. routines changed the way I approach things changed and I think sometimes people can get really daunted um by oh my goodness I'm I'm gonna leave my job and I'm gonna start a multi-million dollar company and I'm gonna be a completely different person like that would be intimidating I would never do it it's just what happened it happened over a period of time because I put one foot in front of another. Mm-hmm. And that's the key thing is like, you don't need to know everywhere you're going. You just need to know what the next step is. And for me, the next step was, okay, the first step was make a decision. The second step was, okay, let's just do some research. Let's see what's out there. Let's learn. Let's be open-minded. And then the third step was like, actually, oh, there's not actually three steps to this. There's a trillion steps to this. So I tried Amazon. I'm like, oh, this is really hard. This is very confusing. I'm not sure this is me. And okay, now I'm going to try this thing. And the biggest thing I would say though, was that I try to find mentors along the way. Like I tried to, I think community is really, really powerful. Um, even more so where I'm at now and the friends I have and the things that I get to confide in people. But even then it was like asking questions from people who'd done things that where I wanted to go. And I was like, oh wow, they, I kind of really like their lifestyle or, oh, that looks like 
they don't have the lifestyle they have. They're always traveling all the time. I don't want to necessarily do that. Or hang on a minute. No, they actually, you think that's freedom, but they have an office every single day. They have to be there. So that's not for me. And it was like really just understanding what it was that I wanted to create. Mm. It was like, oh, I have this blank canvas in front of me. What picture do I want to paint? But how do you access those people? Because I feel like now it's so easy for us to be like, oh, yes, I can call Jamie Kern-Lima. I can call Ed Milet. I can call Tony Robbins. But for the everyday person that's starting and you were there, Mm -hmm. how did you find those mentors and get them to actually help you? That's such a great question. Mentors are around you everywhere. Everyone has access to a mentor for a step above where they're at. Not above, but a step of where they want to go. I really truly believe that. It doesn't matter because those steps look like different for everybody. But if you, I lived in a, a small village growing up. I knew nobody who had sold billion dollar companies like I do now. Like I didn't even know what a billion dollars was, I don't think. Like I knew no one who had the flashiest sports cars or anything like this. But you know what? There was a guy in the village called Harold and he had a successful business. What I thought was successful at that time is in he's like, you know, he's got a family, he's got a nice house. It's not super, super flashy. And I would like ask him questions and I would go to him and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And then when I was at university, I would be like, okay, um, this person, when I first went, graduated from chiropractic college, I wanted to have my own clinics, which I did do. Um, and I was like, okay, who who here has their most most clinics? Okay, I'm ringing that. Can I come and shadow you? People are actually really... I, and I find this myself, like, I love teaching people. When you are like a, when you have done stuff in your life, it's always really nice to like re- put your hand behind you. In fact, Jamie Kernelima said this to me. She always asks for another invite into the room that she's going and she always takes another woman with her, which is mm. absolutely incredible. And that's what I learned. I've, I have had so many doors open to me by men and women and I always try and open the door for other people. And I think it's that that I would recommend that you surround yourself with and that doesn't mean it has to be like the Tony Robbins or the Jamie Kernelimas or anyone like that it's like okay like who is around me now that's you know seems to have yeah a step ahead seems to have this mindset and also just asking like ask so if they say no they say no it doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter and I think a lot of people now we're we're scared like rejection means something and I'm like rejection is just redirection it doesn't mean you're rubbish you're not good enough any of these things it's just like oh yeah you're not ready right now or this isn't the right time for you right now and just trusting that something else is gonna come that way it's really interesting I was literally on a vacation the other day it was a vacation but it actually turned out to be a mastermind because I was with some other really cool women but I was like super sad um that I had been given this opportunity and I'd really tried to make this opportunity work, but it just was, it was like fitting around like a peg in a square hole, around peg in a square hole. That's what it felt like. I like, I just can't get this to work. And anyway, like I just chatted with them and they're like, just let it go. Just, it's not going to work. I was like really trying to push it to work. And I just let it go. So I'll close that door. Oop, Next day. Someone asked me if I've ever sneezed on air. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it's not. <laughs> we have to take a moment. Wow. I think it's because you called it out that it didn't happen. Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't want, I didn't want to sneeze mid, mid-conversation. Okay, carry on. I almost sneezed. Go ahead. The almost sneeze. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so basically... They said know, to let it go. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, let it go. Anyway, the next day, I literally opened my emails to the most incredible opportunity, something that I've been wanting for for so long. And then it all just 
it came to me and I was like wow that's so interesting that I could have like for that moment I was like oh I'm turning something down I'm letting something go something's not working and actually I ended up opening up all these other doors on the other mm-hmm. side and I really am trying to get to this place and by the way if anyone's listened to this I have not got my shit together in all areas of my life at all far from it right because I think that's sometimes a, you know you can listen to podcasts and listen to these things I always want to be really real like I still have problems and sometimes I still have confidence crises and sometimes I feel like I'm an imposter and all this stuff like those st- things still come up for me but I just deal with them in a different way I don't let them paralyze me anymore and I've really started to lean into this trust so it was just a great reminder to be with these women and like hey close this door that's not like you know, you're missing all of these opportunities and nothing's ever going to happen again. And actually been doing that, another opportunity, which I was ready for, then opened up. And I think there's just lessons in like trusting things, trusting things to be, but also that you have to take action in the first place for them to even exist. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Also giving yourself the space to go on a vacation. Yeah. Which is something that a lot of us are not good at. And I feel like you really strike that balance of like working hard and making sure you get a little bit of time here and there. I do now for the first three years of boss babe. I used every single vacation to come to LA to work with Natalie. Yeah. Cause I was being a chiropractor. But don't you think that time. was essential? Like you have to put the time in yeah, for sure to build something. You're not going to do it nine to five. No, nope. You're not going to do it with, I need my weekends. Mm-hmm. You got to hustle. Yeah. And then sure. once you get your footing, if you want to make adjustments from there, I always say, you just, you can't have it all. I always say it's like um, getting an airplane off the ground. Like all that energy and the most fuel consumption comes like getting it off the ground. Like it, you have to be pushing everything in the same direction. There's a great book um, by Greg McEwen called Essentialism, which talks about um, when you spread energy in lots of different directions, like it really doesn't have the same impact. Like if I had a circle and I had like... Um, like 12 arrows coming out of it, I would only get like two inches on every single arrow versus if I put all of that together, then I would like have those 24 inches in one direction. And I think there's a lot to be said about the power of that, about about putting your energy behind one thing getting off the ground and then you can turn it into autopilot. Then you can take the, the, um, you, you can take those sleep breaks that the, the pilots take, you know, you can do yeah. all those things, but right at the beginning, like getting off the ground is the most dangerous bit where you need the most energy, where you need the most attention. Like everything has to be watching that one thing that you're mm-hmm. doing to get it off. And then you're like, okay, now I'm up here. I can coast a little bit. I can yeah. do the things. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days and I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor and it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios and then I got addicted and now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. 
I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Yeah. I want to go back to, to um, finding mentors because um, I've said this before in the show too. You just got to find someone who's a little ahead of where you are or a little better than you are and build off of that. Like I had my Howard, I had, you know, Ron Peretti, he owned the mailboxes, et cetera, in the town next door. And we were friends with him. And so when I got my first contract, you know, he was helping me and Kevin's friend who was a lawyer was helping me and, you know, little things that I didn't know. We just did our best with the minds that we had together. Um, and so I, I'm just really, really, um, glad that we got to talk about that because I think that's something we hear a lot from people. Like I don't have anybody. So they, you know, have us here. Um, and that's great. You know, sometimes people aren't vibrating on the same levels where they live. And so you have us here, you have, you know, you guys on your platforms, you have the other thing that I want to flag that you keep talking about is guys, she's reading books. She's taking courses. Now I know that courses in person are not feasible for everybody because it requires travel and, you know, financial considerations, but I'm doing an online course for, I think it's $180 and it's changing my life. So I think that, um, investing in yourself in terms of your mindset and your coping skills and your tools is so important on the journey. Yeah, for sure. And I want to come back to that in a second, but I just want to bring you back to something you just said there. Cause I think it's really empower- like important is like, you will not find that mentor, that person if you do not take responsibility. So one thing that Natalie and I, I obviously have a co-founder, Natalie, and it's being in, being in business with someone um, is an interesting thing. It's kind of like marriage without the sex. You can't can't rely on makeup sex. You can't, you can't like rely on physical contact to like sweep everything under the rug and it all be okay. Oh my God, I love it. So you are forced to talk about it. Like you literally cannot move on unless you talk about it. There's no, there's no like, oh, you know, let's just like, I'm sorry. And then like, no, you have to like, really? So yeah. Um, I'm not coming to make out with you, Kelsey. No, exactly right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm not going to come snuggle you and be like, come on, let's forget about it. Yeah. You can't like, you you know, (laughs) flick your eyelashes and be like, oh, I'm really sorry, baby. Yeah. (laughs) So that doesn't happen in a business relationship, but what does happen is communication. And in my journey with Natalie and learning how to communicate, one thing that we are really, really um, always holding ourselves accountable to is taking personal responsibility. And until you can do that, until you can say, I behave in this way, or I have these triggers, or I have these um, 
inhibiting beliefs mm-hmm. until you start owning your good, your bad and your ugly. And it's really important because you have to own the good as well. And a lot of people, a lot of women struggle with that. You have to own the good, the bad and the uglier side of it. Until you start doing that, things will not change in your life mm. because you won't take action. You won't ask the people, you won't look for the help because you'll be stuck in this like, oh, well, you know, life happens to me, not for me versus life happens for me and not to me. And I think that's a very, very different mindset switch around like when you decide to take control of your life, when you decide that if you make that change, if you make that decision to make change, you will make those changes. That's when the switch really flips. And I think that's really, really important. If I've seen so many people like, oh, I buy a course and never do it. Or, oh, I can't do this. I can't afford to do that. Yet they'll spend their money on like nights out or booze or whatever it is. Like you have to like... And like I said, started off on this podcast, like the pain was so much for me that I was like, I have to make these decisions. I have to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I invested so much money. I had mentors that were free and really supported me. I put myself out my way to awkwardly ask people. And sometimes they said yes. Sometimes they said no. Like all of these things along the way, because I had this responsibility within myself that, okay, if I want to make this change, no one else is going to make it for me. I have to do it. And so if I'm buying this course or I'm investing this mentor, you know what? I'm actually going to listen to them. I'm going to actually accept. I probably don't know all the ways of doing it. And just today, Natalie and I were having a meeting and we're reading this book right now called Scale Up. And it teaches you about meeting cadences. And one of the meeting cadences. Yeah, it's really great. It's like talks about like what you should do annually, what you should do monthly, what you should do weekly. But it also says you should do a daily huddle. I was like, oh, Natalie, I do not want to do a daily meeting. That does not feel good for me at all to like jump on a daily meeting. She's like, yeah, me neither. And I was like, but you know what? We really, if we want to make a change and want to make these changes in the company to go to that next level, we probably should listen to this person who's been there, done it over and over again, who has taught people over and over again. So do you know what? If we want to make, if we want to get this result, we're probably going to need to change. We're probably going to have to let go of that old way or old way of us doing stuff. And so guess what? We're starting a daily huddle next week. <laughs> I have an idea. Well, so uh, what I would say as now your mentor, your decade senior, I would say honor your feeling and find a way to spin it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would say, yeah, I would rather pull my eyeballs out with a fucking spoon than have a daily meeting. (laughs) But I would do daily coffee to talk about it. Or I would do a daily, you know, something that like a daily, like we sit outside together or whatever it is that's going to make it more fun and something you can look forward to rather than something you're going to dread. I love that. That's so important. And that's exactly what we did. So basically we were like, okay, well, we don't want it to drag on. So everyone can, they only get a minute. It's a minute. So some of these meetings going to be super, super short. I'm going to add the coffee in because I think that's great advice. And we also said no cameras because sometimes like having the camera on and just making sure like everyone's there is also a thing. So we can be doing it while we're like, just because it's just just the check-in to make sure everyone is like moving in the same direction Mm -hmm. still. And it should be super, super brief. Um, But we're like, oh, this is really interesting. But I'm going to add that coffee in. Everyone can give their coffee. What am I having in my coffee today? Yeah. Or whatever. I added cinnamon today. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. She added cinnamon. I'm kidding. (laughs) anyone does want any coffee hacks add altheanine into your coffee stops the jitters add what (laughs) (laughs) it sounded like alfie i'm like like, what uh, alfalfa altheanine so al the hyphen god gonna get my l hyphen t-h-e-a-n-e altheanine i think i may have spelled that wrong because spelling out loud is it like a powder yeah it's basically just like um 
a powder. So if, if you drink coffee a lot, and I know this because we're starting a new company in this realm, but basically if you drink coffee a lot and it gives you the jitters or anxiety or like nervous tummies, um, which I used to get, I always add, add L-theanine to mine now. And it just is really, really good at like leveling that out and just taking the edge off. So you get the boost of caffeine, but it doesn't send you over the edge. And yeah, it's just a little powder and you just put a little bit in. I it's like great. that. I like the concoctions, my coffee in the morning. Oh my God, I love coffee. Um, question for you. You talked about understanding the good, bad, and ugly inside of you. Would you share some of yours to help us understand what ours would look like? Because yeah. I always say sometimes you have to model it. Like it's hard to understand like, well, what would those categories technically be? I would as well just say, so for me, one of my hardest struggles is owning what I'm good at. That mm-hmm. has been the hardest thing for me. I've been like, oh, I'm actually really good at this. Um, and first of all, like everyone should know, like you are, there's so, you have, everyone has so many talents and they, I really don't believe nobody has any good talents. And I think that's just really important. So the good things might be like, okay, like I'm a really great um, mentor. I'm really great at getting the best things out of my team. Or it might be, I'm really good at listening or I'm really good at speaking and, um, I don't know. I'm really good at organizing. Yeah. Organizations. There's going to be a whole host of things like, okay, I'm good at these things. And that's in like the business. I'll just do it in like a business sense. Right. And the bad things might be like, okay, so I'm like really, um, bad at reading instructions. I'm not talking about me. (laughs) Just examples. I'm I'm like really bad at these things. Um, and so, um, those are things that, yeah, like you want to work with, so work, work on. So mine's like, okay, do you know what? I'm really not great at this. It's like copywriting and I really want to be getting better at this. And I really want to try those things. And the ugly is just like, look, that is, I'm really ashamed to admit this, but I'm really, really struggling with these things and I'm probably never, ever going to be really good at them, but I'm just going to own it. So if like bads are always ones that you can improve upon, but ugly mm-hmm. is just like, I have <clears throat> no interest whatsoever in improving this. Like you really, at this point, you just need to accept this is who I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's and fair. Then you can do it in like your, um, personal life. So like, let's say a communication style is like, so, okay, for like good, I'm really good at listening to people. But I'm actually really bad at saying no. I really struggle saying no to people. And so like say my conversations with Natalie, I was like, look, no for me is a really hard word to say and receive. And she was like, is it really? She's like, I love saying no. It's like my favorite thing to say no. And I'm like, she's like, she's like, does it really, does it really trigger you when I say no all the time? And I'm like, yes, it actually really does. And I find this really, really hard. So because I own the things I was good at and I own that this whole no situation was really, really difficult on me. She's like, oh, so if I say to you like, oh, um, not right now or no for now, but this, is this better for you? And I was like, yeah, it is. And so like, we really worked together and being able to like say, look, this is like a real challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And she was able to adapt. And likewise for her, there's certain things that I would do that just didn't feel amazing for her. And she wanted me to adapt to. And, but I felt like you, when you take responsibility for that, when you don't pretend that either you are perfect all the time, or that you are rubbish at everything. Like people have these patterns. So I hear women particularly like, oh, I'm rubbish at that. I'm not good at anything. Like all of these things. Like that's not helpful for the situation either. So like own mm. what you're good at, but also say like, yeah, do you know what? I'm not great at this. I would really love some support in getting better at it. Um, or also when you're a team, it's like you know who's good at what mm-hmm. and you let them do it. So yeah. like that conversation is similar. Like Kevin and I have conversations. I am like, Kevin, 
I got the business end. Like I will handle, do not talk money in a meeting. Do not talk any of the stuff. Like that's my area. I'm feeling people out. I know what's kind Mm -hmm. of what people's intentions are. I know all of that, that he doesn't have that meter to read. I'm like, you're creative. I'll do this part because I know I'm good at it. So for you guys, if you know she's good at saying no, well, she's the one that's got the boundaries where you might have a tougher time. You let her do that stuff. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And like, I think, and you know, just like we were coming back to, it's all about that responsibility. But when you take responsibility on your side, people take responsibility around you on their side. And then Mm -hmm. it becomes so much clearer. Like you're right. Now things, meetings are so much easier. Like work is so much more fun because I don't end up doing crap. I don't like doing. Yeah. Well, you (laughs) know, if you're in that meeting, yeah, she, Natalie's going to yeah. step up and say, no, that doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. Or you can just sit back and do <laughs> like, your part in another section. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I think so that's so important. I love that. Sure. Um, queen. Yes. Um, is anything coming up for you? I really, I want to go back to Danielle. I loved, um, I was listening to your impact or women of impact. Mm, uh, yes. And I just, I love the whole, the whole thing about mindset. I literally, like I have a little quotes folder on my phone and I wrote yours and I said, being ready is almost, or being ready almost always isn't about skill set. It's about mindset. So for women who are, you know, struggle a lot with insecurities or fear, especially, you know, when wanting to start something, what's your best advice for them? Okay. I think first of all, I want to, I try and make things practical for people because I feel like if you like just say all these words and then like they just go about their day. So I always love that if someone listens to me, like have some actionable steps around like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So first of all, I would say like, write it down is really important. Like, where do you want to go first? And writing it that down, having it in your head is really not helpful at times. Like you can forget about it. It can become bigger than you are. It can just become like this illusion of something versus like, okay, write it down. Just like you were saying with your, like, um, your quote book there, right? Okay. This is, this is what I want to achieve. And what does like write on paper then be like, okay, who are the people that I need to support me with this? Or who can I ask? Like, who are all the, what are the things that perhaps need to action that I need to move through to be able to reach that goal? And then from that, looking back on that, okay, what could potentially stop me? For me, it was really interesting. If I was like, okay, these are all the things that might potentially stop me. And then creating space to overcome that. So um, essentially like, um, how do I put this into words? So it might be that you are like, okay, I want to do this thing. I want to start this. I want to start posting every single day on Instagram, right? Let's say, so let's say hit this, like you said, Maria, let's put it into something tactile. So you might say, Hey, I want to be an influencer. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) 
<laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Okay, well, first of all, I'm just going to call out. I want to be an influencer. How do I have 10,000 followers? Like, I want this for my life. Okay, awesome. Um, calling out. And then then next, it's like, okay, well, what are the action items to that? So writing those down. So the action items would be posting every single day, maybe getting a mentor, maybe learning about things, all these pieces. And that next comment, like a whole list of stuff. And then... The last column being like, okay, well, what are some of the things that might stop me doing that? Okay, confidence. Okay, mindset. Um, I might feel like um, scared to like, what do other people think of me? Because when you don't address the things that might stop you, they do stop you. Ooh, so good. So So whereas if you own them right from the outset, you can learn to conquer them. And what I will say is when you do this, do it when you're in the right frame of mind. So every single day, I am not like, oh my God, life's wonderful every single day. You know, I have moods. I'm a, I'm a woman, you know, sometimes the time <laughs> of the month, I'm really grumpy about something, you know, or I'm having a lower confidence. So I'm feeling this certain way. But when I have written those goals and this plan and these things that might stop me and I've addressed them head on, I know what to do and how to deal with it when they start becoming barriers. And that's what I would say is like, if you own those pieces, own them from the get-go, take responsibility of all the things that might you know, trip you up. And then bonus points, if you can do arrows off it, okay, if this happens, this is what I'm going to do. If this happens, this is what I'm going to do. So do you know what? I know I'm probably not going to be consistent. So I'm going to make sure on the first Wednesday of every single month, I'm putting everything into a planally and I've got all this thing or I'm like, I know I'm really bad at having, taking photos. So I'm going to actually book myself a photo shoot and I'm going to then plan out all these things. Like put those things in place and recognize, do you know what? You're good at these things and you're really bad at the other stuff. Like, because ultimately none of us, none of us are perfect. And it's about how how you you have to manage yourself how do you get the most out of you and really like take that time to learn about yourself own the good pieces own the bad pieces and then you can figure out how to manage all the things in between i dang love that <laughs> so good um i also love it because that column the third column it seems are generally going to be mindset things. Mm -hmm. So when you write them down, you're going to know those are just trigger things and things that aren't real. And you're like, oh yeah, I I knew that was going to happen. Okay. And then you can get past it. I freaking love that. So good. Danielle, do you have daily practices that you do? Like things that I know Maria right now is like doing her meditation. She can't miss it. Do you have things that keep you? Yeah, she doesn't. Things that keep you on track. Yeah, for sure. And also I'm just going to preface this by saying there are times in my life where I have been out of routine because it really upsets me that people sometimes think like if they miss their routine, Mm -hmm. they're like not worthy of success or they're like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be successful because so-and-so does this every single day. They probably don't, you know, they'll really try their best (laughs) and then they'll have a period where they fuck up as well. We all do. Um, So I just want to call that out. Um, But for me, I always sleep with my phone on airplane mode without fail. So actually my morning routine and my regular practices start in the evening. So when I'm winding down for bed, like all the lights down, I have a red light as well in my room. Um, Blue light for people and make this mistake a lot. Blue light actually keeps you awake. So if you're watching TV or working on your laptop at late at night, um, you're going to really struggle to sleep. So there are like certain glasses that you can wear. There's something you can download onto your laptop laptop called f.lux l-u-x um that's got like a red it takes all the blue out and puts red on and you can also do it on your phone so if you click the iphone um on the 
I think it's, they've changed it. It used to be like the bottom button, but I think it's like double, I'm trying to think what I do now. Maybe three clicks, three clicks on the right. It'll turn your screen red. So I do that. And also you can put Ooh, a great tip. Yeah. You can There's also in the settings change. Um, you can put a nighttime mode on as well, which again takes the blue light. Queens. So, make sure we download that today. And yeah. Kevin is a must. Kevin is <laughs> like, I have insomnia. I don't know why. And I'm like, well, maybe because you're on your laptop all night. Oh uh, yeah. I literally, if I work late, I really struggle getting to sleep and I'm someone who can sleep anywhere, but I notice a huge, huge difference. And for someone who doesn't struggle to sleep normally, I'm like, this is such a big issue for so many people. We're going to put the app in the summary of this episode. So you guys can all click on it and get it because without question, all of us are on our phones up until probably the last second before we close our eyes. So mm-hmm. it'd be better to have this than not. Exactly. So I always start there in the evening and then I always try and get in bed and just read a couple of pages of a book. I used to read a lot of novels and stuff, but now I'm tending to read more business books, but in the way that I'm like, oh, just kind of like, re- not the ones that are really, really, really practical, but ones where I'm just like listening and learning and just like taking things in versus if they're really practical books that like this scale up when I can't read it at night because my head starts buzzing. Yeah. So no, just like the really psychology like, of business yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I just try and read a little bit. Um, and then every single, every, I've just been doing this. I have the five minute journal. I actually always either say out loud or write them down three things that I'm really grateful for. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where sometimes it's really, and I'm surrounded, I live in LA, you know, it's like, it's a lot of people say, what's next, what's next, what's next? Uh-huh. And I never want to be like, attach my happiness to a destination. I really try and attach it to the journey and I get to work mm-hmm. with so many amazing people on a daily and I have so many amazing people in my life. So I always do like three of those before I go to bed. So I sleep seven to eight hours every single night like I do not sign up for this less than that like I have mm-hmm. to get a good night's sleep and then in the morning um so my phone is already on airplane mode so I really try and like not check that um very early as well sometimes I have to leave my phone outside my bedroom because I literally have like I find it really difficult not to check it um but I do that and I normally just basically get out of bed and then I will always make a coffee and I will read a book on my sofa so I actually get out of bed um and then I'll do like probably 20 minutes of that and then I'll go and work out so I'm really into orange theory right now interesting and my class starts at 7 30 so I have to be there one time and Ooh. I walk to it which is really nice so mm. I also always do my exercise in the morning because I'm literally terrible um you won't do it later in the day I won't yeah I won't yeah, do yeah. it at all I'm terrible one of the other things I would always just say is I always know what I'm doing the night before for the next day so I'm obsessed with making lists and I'm going to tell you this list that I do to do to don't do and delegate Oh, that's a new one. I like that. To do, like to don't, too. and to delegate. So I write out a list of things that I need to do. Then I will try and cross 30% of them out. Like, okay, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do this. The other, another 30%, I will then try and delegate. And then the 40% I will do. So I love that. I, um, I always have been asking for years how, like what people use for systems, right? Whether it was Heidi Klum, she gave me her, like she had a black book. Now, not the typical black book that everyone thinks about, but like it was a book, a manual for her life. So I could literally take the book and I could run her life. I'd have everything I need to know to run Heidi's life. Um, or WME, William Morris, which is a massive talent agency out here that, um, I'm represented by. They have high volume of calls, high volume of work all day. Right. So I think each of these agents has 50, 60 clients, right? 50, 60 Marias. How do they keep it all straight? So I've had um, 
I've hired an, an agent assistant who has to literally have octopus arms to like get their job done. And they're working, let's say seven to probably 10, right? Every, every day, easy. Um, how do they do it? And they had this notebook and it was three columns to do, to send, to call, because a lot of that was what their everyday things were. So for you, you're not sending a lot of stuff. So you didn't need that column. Yep. Um, you needed to remember that you don't want to do certain things. Yeah. Like, so what would be in your two don't? Oh, this is a good question. Okay. So I really try and filter out to don'ts by either, is this actually, is this actually needle moving? Some things, sometimes things are nice to have. It's like, okay, yeah, I would love the, company handbook to be updated this week Hmm. okay so so you put it there to remember maybe at some point so maybe it's a two later sometimes I do move them to the two laters yeah so I'm like okay no I don't need to do this This isn't urgent so or I'm that one like that one could go anywhere it could be like actually do you know what it was only updated like three weeks ago and it's unnecessary to have this on here so no one needs to do this right now like this is literally crossed off or it could be like okay do you know what my operations manager is going to do that I'm going to hand that over to her I'm going to delegate it I'm going to send her an email right now or it might be yeah I could put like a, a later one um another one that's like a good to don't is like um I'm just trying to think on the top of my head when someone says to you, um, okay, can you do, can you do this for me? And you're like, okay, yeah. And then you look at it and you're like, wait, why are we still doing this this way? There's like a better system to doing this. Like, so like I use Calendly now. So if someone needs to book an appointment with me, I just send them my Calendly link. But for a long time, it'd be like, oh, I need to book this appointment now, So you have right? to go into your calendar, find your openings. Yeah, so it would be such a waste of time. So now, like, that would be an example. Like, if you're seeing something come on your list a lot, you're like, how can I not do this anymore? Like, how can I take this off What do my I list? say, girls? What do you say to us? She's looking at me like I'm confused. <laughs> I'm like, why? Well, what did I have things. you guys do recently? Write everything that's driving you nuts oh, in a yeah. column yeah. and let's come and up with the solutions, solutions. Yeah. which is basically what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I love and it. Noticing that like, this is one of the things I always say to our team. I'm like, don't do things because we've always done them that way. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Like, don't do it. Like, let's change it. If we're still doing mm-hmm. things the same way, we're not moving with the times, we've not got current so- the right softwares, like, let's always just look at what we are doing on a daily basis. Yeah, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. like so That's why that- the two-delegate con- um, column yes. is so important. Yeah, and exactly, like, today on this meeting with Natalie, when we're just rejigging our meetings, like, what is an issue we're having? Okay, we feel like we're a bottleneck for lots of these things. Okay, well, how do we eradicate that? Well, let's change this meeting quota around, let's not do the one-to-ones for a little while, and let's try this daily huddle one instead. You know, like we're always looking at well, what are the challenges that we have in the business or what are the challenges that we have in our lives um, that we can maybe like work around. But it's always assessing, yeah. always assessing. I was like review. I always do this in my goals. I'm always like, OK, how can I review it? Like if you don't review it, things will never get better. Mm-hmm. So it's like, OK, review, refine, review, refine. That's how I do it. I think these guys know that's what I'm always doing. I'm going in that office every day and I'm like, <laughs> throw this out, clean this up, get yeah. this off the floor. Nothing in your environment should be out of order either because it's just going to make you feel stressed and yeah. if it's a mess. But I'm always trying to come up with new systems and um, because I, I feel the same way. What I There's one thing you said in there that I want to hit on because it's something that I've never really implemented in here that we are about to implement and that is your, um, what did you call it? A catalog or your, um, uh, handbook, handbook. I think that 
it just hit me that we needed a handbook because every time people are leaving, I'm having a retrain and they're having a retrain. And I realized it with Kelsey and the interns. I was like, Kelsey, you're having to spend so much time. How do we fix this? Oh, we I need a handbook. So right please help all of us. <laughs> oh my goodness. Please let me share. Okay. And we have two things. We have the handbook. So the handbook is the onboarding handbook, which literally sets out everything about what the vision, what the mission is, what the values are for boss babe. Like, all those things we need that so that is like when they on board they do that then it's also who created that for you i did but that was will you help me create mine yes i will i actually also put mine into a mini course so i could see people working through it versus just throwing a pdf at them to read i did it with a slide deck and i video recorded my screen and i spoke to them and then each one they tick off that they've done i know i know I'm speechless. <laughs> so, yes. so then it goes on to like, okay, who is in the company? What is the communication style like in the company? Like, who do they go to for what? Then it's like our products, and like we have the society, we have influencer school. Like, what do these things look like? So it's basically like a full overview that they work. So they work through these videos. Like, here's how you do um, time off list. Here's how you do all these. Like all the basic things that they need to know right from the get go. This is how we store passwords, and like we do Loom or recording our screen whatever and we upload it so that's the handbook then this is where my like virgo organization stuff comes in so then we have a playbook so a playbook is an excel spreadsheet really nightly neatly color coordinated all the things each person has a tab and in their tab they have to document every single process that they do on a regular basis in there so whether it's loom videos or it's um what are Loom videos? I know I was, as I said that, I was like, I think I'm going to have to like, also I really should put like an affiliate link in for Loom. I don't know if they have one, but it's freaking insane. Okay. So Loom is like a, um, a Chrome add-in, but I think you just like, it's a web browser thing as well. You basically just record your videos and it stores it online for you. So it's not taking up any of yours. And then you just send a link to it for somebody and they can watch the video back and they can comment on it and they can do all these things. It's a game changer. It's literally changed our business because quite often it's like, oh, here's how you do a process. And it's like written out with screenshots and then arrows. Like it takes freaking someone so long to do. Whereas if I can get my team, they're doing some of the daily, they record their screen while they're doing it. They're talking over it. They're telling someone what they're doing and then they just copy that link they put it in their playbook so if they're ever off sick or they leave the company it's like this is how we book guests for the podcast here's a loom do it and they can do it step by step with you and then it's like what comment on like what so basically the columns are the link what the video description is and who owns that piece and when it was last updated and so they have their own tabs for every single part of the business. So we used to do it in like marketing and content and that, but now we have every person who works for us has their tab. Cause then I can be like, yo, your videos have not been updated since last year. What's going on? Damn. So oh my God. I really need help. In I'll this. send you a template. Please. Queen, how much is that going to help us? It's amazing. Right? I, I'm wondering if I had someone from, um, you know, this split, which is like the affiliate people, um, we go through sent me a video the other day that was basically because we were trying to work around a bug and it must have been that because I was like how did you do this this was amazing because it was basically like he just recorded mm-hmm. Kelsey here's how and it uh, it's typically so confusing and yeah. I was like this was phenomenal so yeah I Ooh, love this. this is gonna be so great love. this is what I love I am not a Virgo my mom is a Virgo I am a Gemini <laughs> oh <laughs> and I am not organized I just really fight my demons a lot and I work really hard to to be as organized as I am. Pooja, who's in the booth, is our organization queen. 
And so um, she's really, really great at all of this stuff. And so Pooja, I'm going to have you help us put this together. Um, but I think it's, it's so important to have these systems in place and a lot of people don't know about them. Can I also just share what you just did there? Just to highlight that you have owned what you are not great at. You yeah. I already worked really hard. So like, how can I, cause you own that. Like, so now you can go and ask for help because it doesn't feel like you have to be perfect at all the things. You yeah. just owned your bad things. That's cool. Yeah. I've, I think I've been really good about that. Mm. I don't know when it started, but I, I know I don't, I can't read instructions. So I'm like, Pooja, can you figure this out? Thank you. <laughs> Otherwise I can't skip the instructions. I, I I'm like, am a heads first, which has probably been a good thing for me yeah. in my career because I'm not afraid to go wrestle at WrestleMania or do yeah. crazy stuff. I'm a heads first person. I will dive in and I will figure it out. But do not give me instructions. It's hieroglyphics. Well, I like, can't even look at it. I will ask you a million and one questions before I dive in. I'll dive in, but I'm like, it's like, how deep is this water? Like, when was the last person someone jumped in? Like, what can you tell me the best style? I could ask some of those too. To I might ask some of those too, but because I'm also a journalist, right? So I have curiosity. <laughs> so I'll always ask the questions too. But I'm I, I can't read instructions. You give me a vacuum cleaner, I'm never going to know how to use all the amazing assets this vacuum cleaner has. I'm just turning the button on and I'm going. That's it. My cars. (laughs) I had a convertible um, back in the day. And I always found it so strange that, you know, when you put the hard convertible top down, the trunk was just so small and I'd have to like wedge in for three years. Wedge in. There was a little button that the thing would have popped up. And I didn't know it until I turned it in. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I should start reading some instructions, but it's just not me. And I yeah. know it's not going to change. And there are other things that I want to work on much more, like we discussed. <laughs> so that's why when Pooja came on the team, I was like, oh, the sun came out of the clouds. And we hear about all my to delegate lists. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saving these for three years. <laughs> yeah, but I've been teaching because it's so hard when you've never had to manage. Yeah. It's so hard to know how to delegate and how to come up with new systems because sometimes those systems take a little bit extra work to to put together Mm -hmm. to get to the other side where now you can breathe, right? So I really like um, sharing that um, playbook and what was the other one called? Handbook? Handbook. Handbook's like the onboarding playbooks like running the business once everyone's in. Yeah, I think it's so valuable and so important. And I think for me, because I was always like in a different world, than I am in yeah. technically now, like I'm, um, you know, running my own thing here. So it's like, it's more important now. And that's probably why mm-hmm. I'm finding these solutions. But, um, but I think for anybody who's listening, I think you need that playbook for your own life. Most of the time, like I always, that's why I have the black book on our website. If you sign up for the newsletter, I think you still get it, right? No, right now they get their prescriptions. Oh, so mm-hmm. where do they access the black book? We didn't decide yet with her. Oh. So we have we have your medical your medical, medical manual. manual and the black book. So they got that like the OG newsletter subscribers got that. Now they're okay. getting the prescriptions. Well, we'll find another moment we'll find where we home. can do yeah. that. Yeah. But the black book is like if you get sick and you need your best friend to take care of you or your, you mm-hmm. know, whoever, you can just say, hey, this is the DirecTV number. No one has DirecTV anymore, but you know what I'm saying? Whatever the important, so important. stuff that you need, yeah. where your pharmacy is, who your doctors are. Like we have, I've created all of those oh God, systems. I Sweet. I want this Yeah. Too. Well, we'll send, we'll um, send you a link. Like and you the Thank links you. to the black book and the medical one. manual. Um, and I think we kind of have to end. But I will say, um, one of the things we touched on in the beginning was kind of the, without officially saying it, the accumulation of these habits and these 
new mindsets yeah. and and the building of that new you. And I'm grateful um, that we get to do that here on the show because that's what we're doing every day. We're growing. I'm addicted to growing and learning as well. And so we're able to apply those little things every single day. I'm still high-fiving myself. Thank God Mel Robbins taught me how to high-five oh my myself. God, I love that trick. That Isn't that so, so good? good? And also, the, did not find it was so weird to do it the first couple of days. And yeah. I was like, oh, I am actually really experiencing so much resistance to this, but now I'm into it. I'm like, woo let's go. Hey. <laughs> it cheers you up. Yeah. So the, the PMT days are hard. Oh, you call it PMS here. Yeah. Oh, I've got PMS. I'm like, you guys call it PMT? Yeah. Oh, pretty much tension. I didn't know that. Tension. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, uh, I also have to say, um, I'm looking at you, not to call you out or anything, but um, when you say know what you're really good at, I'm really good at helping people with their skin and I'm noticing it all right now. Yeah. So when so I first that. met you, we were at that mastermind yeah. event mm. in Napa and you're like, I need to figure out my skin. And I'm like, so well, bad. you just asked the right person. I know. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. And like, that's how we started yeah, connecting. I was yeah. like, I'll figure this out for you. No. I know what to do. So um, your skin yeah. looks amazing. And everyone should go to your website to get all the things that I use. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's all on there. Demologica, like the CBD creams. Like, Isn't it so funny? It. So yeah. you used. So tell us what you did so that everybody can know. Because, I mean, I share all of it. I think, did I write a journey, a blog on that? Yeah. The skin journey. Mm-hmm. Is that coming up soon? That's on there already. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, Perfect. I basically do everything that's on that blog probably because <laughs> yeah. I came on here and you gave me like a checklist to go yeah. through. You were so kind because honestly, like having, having bad skin is like definitely one of those, you have two choices. You either just like get on with it or you hide. It goes either way. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get on with it. But I was like so self-conscious. I would like literally not don't want to leave the house without makeup on. Um, it got, it got pretty bad. It got pretty gnarly, but yeah, it's so, so much better. It took a little bit of time and I used your laser as well, which mm-hmm. you lent me, which was really kind of you, but yeah, it makes, it makes the world a difference. But what I would also say to anyone who has skin hangups or just any physical hangups, like you notice it so much more than other people do. Yes. It was like one of those, I, I had braces too at one point, like the train track braces that are real ugly. Like I actually had them twice in my life. Once when I was in my teens and once when I was in my twenties and I had the day I had them off, I thought everyone would be like, oh my God, you've had your braces off. Well, fucking notices. <laughs> and then that's just like a highlight. No one notices these mm-hmm. things about you. You've had this hang out, ha- like hang up about your skin or your teeth or whatever it is. You think everyone notices, but they really, really don't. But yeah, yeah it was um, really nice to really like start like getting on the right track with my skin. There's still a bit of scarring that we're going to have no, to figure glowing. out. you're glowing. Yeah, the scarring you. is, so I think you're my third or fourth success story now. Um, but I think the scarring is that next thing that I haven't conquered. I think you can do it with lasers and good, like vitamin C serums and, um, acid too. Yeah. But I also wonder, Mm. so I was reading Tony Robbins life force book Mm. and he talked about, um, that there's stem cells for burns Oh. That are like curing people of burns. Well, so I wonder if you did some stem cell injections, I I should if that would that. make a difference. There's also, I'm actually having Andy um, come on, the founder of Altura. He's coming on the Boss Bay podcast soon. And he basically had, I was like doing research on him, it's coming on in a couple of weeks, but he basically had burns and used this. Um, special ingredients which he then ended up starting the business farm to heal his skin and i was like looking at him i was like well i can't see anything any burns on these is it on the market now yes i'll sure i've used it before oh okay i actually got behind another one years ago and then they couldn't figure out the financing to like 
sustain the business, but they had used it in hospitals to cure burn victims. It was like a whole thing. It was really good. Um, So I'll be curious about that. But I think that might be an interesting... I think there are people that can figure out the, the, the scarring easily, but if not, I would look into stem cells. Yeah. I love how we've covered so much on this podcast. We've spoken Everything. about like the mindset, the business stuff, skin. the skin, like all the things. And That's what we do. Yeah, no, I love that. And yeah, I was like, well, I'm into this. Oh, and then by the way, we got to talk about the course. Shit. I okay. I was actually trying to segue. This might be like, like my longest interview in a long time. Okay. So I told you guys we talk a lot. Um, all valuable. By the way, I have so many moments in this show that I'm like, oh, we have to pull these clips. <laughs> um, but uh, tell everybody about your company, first of all, what you guys do. Tell us about society and then the class that we're doing. Okay. I'm going to do this like real quick. So. We, Natalie and I started Boss Babe and in 2018 and we started our first, our first product was a place called The Society, which is the place of female entrepreneurs to connect, build and grow. So connect to each other because we found it really freaking lonely to be entrepreneurs, but also ambitious women. So it doesn't even matter if you're not an entrepreneur yet, but you're kind of like, oh, I want to do a bit more. I want to change things. I want to have a side hustle, any of those things. Then we were like, okay, we want to teach you how to build. So how to build your business, how to look after your personal finances, how to speak, which we'll come to Maria's in a second, and then how to grow, like how to personally and professionally show up in a way that you're super proud of and you're really, really allowing, um, really, really um, growing. So one thing that we noticed, and you kind of mentioned this early, earlier, is it's sometimes really hard for women to get in the room with these other women. And we found it really hard to like physically find that community. So we built it online and it started off, like I say, with women just supporting each other in their businesses, asking these questions. But then we realized that Natalie and I were growing our network. We were actually able to like tap into like some of the best female and male leaders in the world. And so we started asking them to come in and join us within society, which is where you kindly came and shared your knowledge. And basically it's for less than a price of coffee, a cup of coffee a day. It's like $37. Um, and every single month we release a masterclass by an amazing person so you are this month hey do you want to say what you were teaching on um you can because i don't i taught a lot about a lot of stuff it was presenting skills yeah and how to be a world-class communicator as well and you guys like a lot of you've been following from maria for a long time and it's very interesting when you are so 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 successful in what you do a lot of people don't even know the little things that add up to what you do. And so getting you to break that down around how you present yourself, even the choice of what you wear or how you speak or the way you mirror someone's language and make them feel, you know, comfortable when you're interviewing them, all those things, we really got you to break down so that if someone's watching you and admiring your career going like, oh, I want to do that I want to be as confident as Maria I want to be hosting like you literally were so kind and generous with your knowledge you just broke it down into like several steps for them to follow and that's what we wanted to create for the society where people can have access to that information that they wouldn't be able to have and Jamie Ken Lima did one you know we brought her up a few times she sold um it cosmetics like 1.2 billion was it something and she came on and did um 
sales confidence to sell because basically she would be I really don't want to misquote her but I think it was like a hunch she would be in charge of just selling a hundred million a year on QVC or something incredible and so like what it took to be a saleswoman and that selling wasn't dirty word and how it could be sexy and how you could feel good doing it Mm -hmm. that's what she taught hers on and then we've had them on stuff on um the almost 30 girls like how to start and grow a podcast like all of these things but bringing in true experts and that's what really natalie and i wanted to do was like we're so grateful for the for the rooms that we get to get go into now but it wasn't always that case and as we've kind of made more friends and built our network the guests have got better and better mm-hmm. and better over the years um but it's hours and hours of content and so it's such a great place if someone's just in that point in their lives men and women are welcome it's mainly women in there but it's just like okay i want to change i don't really know how and then we take you through our roadmap and there's a roadmap in there anyway and then you get these bonuses every single month so and yeah. live calls honestly i could probably talk for hours on what's in there because it's like a live call every week and everything so so basically we're all sharing our access yeah. right like i'm sharing my access to these elite people yeah. on this show you're sharing it inside of your platform um and we're better together Exactly. Hello. That was a great leap. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to do. I've never done it before, and I I think um, you know I'll leave it to everybody to tell me if it was helpful and if they want more of it, and then I guess I'll have to figure out that part of it. But it was fun to do and fun to share. And we went to dinner. That's you know where this was born. Yeah. And she was like you know, she was talking to me about this and I'm like, well, what, what would I teach? Meanwhile, I do this all day long, mm-hmm. but it's because I do it all day long that I take it for granted. Um, honestly, but- your, your masterclass was absolutely incredible. And I think anyone who is watching just being like, okay, I want to like, like love watching your lifestyle. I love, like want to get that behind the scenes. Like that's what you delivered on that. I love that you just didn't hold back anything. Yeah. That's what's really powerful as well about the society is like, everyone's so generous with their knowledge. Like I feel like some people are like, oh, like don't give away your best bits, but like you did. And I feel like everyone in that does the same thing. Cause like, we just want to help more be- women build wealth really. Like that's yeah. the aim for Natalie and I were like, you know, it's really shitty that women are not you know they get like under three percent of vc investment it's really shitty that we have this pay gap that we're still wrestling with like Mm -hmm. all these things so the more that we can help women build their knowledge build their confidence like do the things better together as women yes we are i share some stories in there so if you guys want to become members um, we'll put a link in the summary of this episode and then you'll get my course and the library Access. of courses that are in there from all of these amazing people. Um, the podcast is the Boss Babe podcast. Um, by the way, if I, Ron Burgundied, and you know what I mean by Ron Burgundied, it says co-founder and president of Boss Babes here, not to call anybody out. So Sorry, if I said it I wrong, it wasn't ass. my fault. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, I was going to let that slide. I was like, I think I just read that and didn't, it just says Boss Babe, Boss Babes, Boss Babe. I mean, it's Boss Babe, everybody. Um, but the podcast is the Boss Babe podcast. Um, the website is bossbabe.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, your Instagram is at Danielle Canty. We'll put all of that in the um, summary as well. This was so fun. Thank you so this much. Is, thank you. I'm like, I hope, I hope everyone at least made a few notes. I'm like, oh, my life's going to be better after listening to this podcast. So <laughs> many. Mine is. That's why I love what we get to do every time. I'm like, oh, something new to implement. And I have like 10 something news. Um, there was one last question, even though I'm not going to remember it now. Oh, one last question. You said you know, you'll, you'll learn as you go. When I sit here now and I hear all of these 
programs you have built in and the, the communication styles and the, uh, and then, and then, and then I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot. You just learned it as you went. Oh yeah. Like brick by brick, you build that wall, you know, it's just, I, I literally will focus like one. Okay. This is the one thing I will do. Let's say I'm in LA now. I'm driving to New York. This is one thing I'll share, right? Mm-hmm. It's very, very tempting. If I'm in LA, I know I'm going to New York. But I don't know how I'm going to get there. I just know I keep needing to head east. And that is what growing a business is like. You have to know a rough direction of where you are going, but you are not going to know every single route. You are going to sometimes go northeast. You're sometimes going to go southeast. Just make sure you don't go west. That's the key. Mm. Just try not to go west. Just keep going east. If it's got an east in it, you're heading somewhere in the right direction. But you do not know what accidents are ahead, what roadblocks are ahead, what like you don't know. Detours. And it's just letting go of that and just being right. Like, you know what? I'm just going to keep heading east I'm gonna keep heading east and the other thing that has really really helped me with that is do you know what let's say what what's the state in the middle on the way I don't know my states uh I mean we could stop in Dallas if we want or in Texas okay let's say I'm at Dallas and I'm like oh shit I've got a flat tire right I'm not going to turn back from Dallas and go back to LA. I'm not going to give up and go back. I'm like, well, I'm already in Dallas by this point. Might as well fix this flat tire and carry on going to um, New York. And so that is what I always think about um, business and people changing their lives. Like the fact that you make the decision to get in the car, the fact that you've decided you want to head east, like the fact that like you're driving it, there's going to be all these things that happen, but recognize how far you've gone and that you are already in Dallas and you are not still in LA. You left LA a long time ago. And when you recognize that you are now in Dallas, you won't be tempted to go back because you're like, Oh, I might as well keep going now. I've come Mm. this far. I didn't come this far for nothing. I love that. And do stop in Dollywood. We haven't done that yet, I know but I we got to. Yeah, there's all these exciting things along the way. So well. many exciting oh. things to see and feel yeah. and experience along the way. I love That's that. It. I'm so glad I asked that because I love your answer. Okay, um, everybody, we're going to leave it right there. Queens, did you learn a lot today? A lot. Pooja? A lot, a lot. I'm going to make my list when I get home. Which one? Thank you. The one with my three columns where I'm going to call out all the shit about mm-hmm. myself that I'm, you know could be part of my issues with my mindset. Do you queens think your to-do list chopped up into the three, we'd come up with our own? Yeah, to-do, to-don't, to-delegate. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Pooja doesn't want to talk, though. (laughs) I think my mic was muted. (laughs) I muted her. I I think I was muted. I was like, she's not answering me, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was just going to, I was going to say the same thing. I like the to-do, to-don't, to-delegate, because now we have things to delegate after mm-hmm. we we had our little meeting on friday um yeah so. and do you know what i love about the to delegate con um, co- um column hmm. tell us what did i tell you about delegation it's hard yes <laughs> nobody listens to me um <laughs> the delegation part that's difficult by the way this is my trigger just so you guys know as we talk about <laughs> all of our triggers um the delegation part is hard when you can't because you have to stay on top of them to make sure you get what you're supposed to get right mm-hmm. so if you have the to delegate column and you've written what you're delegated then you can check in and say well danielle did you do this because mm-hmm. i haven't heard back from uh, you right yeah, yeah that's it's like great. all written there so that's why forget. i like sending it with a goal where it's like hey i need this by x mm-hmm. time or x day um but now check in yeah but now you have right. it as a as a, a track record there we go right in front this of you going down. all right we're learning 
All right, everybody, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.